You are about to embark upon the Great Crusade. The eyes of the world are upon you. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. I have full confidence in your courage, devotion to duty, and skill in battle. We will accept nothing less than full victory. Good luck, and let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. Those words were spoken by the great Dwight Eisenhower to American troops on the morning of D-Day. And many things were held in the balance on that day. If anything, the fate of the, the free world was at stake. And victory was not assured. But Eisenhower and those soldiers knew that they were well-trained, organized, and ready. And if, that, if they were faithful to their training, they could win. And it's in that same vein that we hear the words of our second reading today, where we are exhorted to remain faithful so that we can be equipped for every good work, whether it is inconvenient or convenient. St. Paul is, in essence, giving us our marching orders. He's preparing us for battle, a battle that actually has more at stake than D-Day, when those soldiers stormed the beaches of Normandy. And we might be taken aback by this. We might say, hang on, didn't Christ already defeat Satan and death? So why do we still have to fight a battle against evil here on earth? Wasn't his death and resurrection enough? Well, the answer to that question is a bit of a yes and no. Yes, the eternal battle has already been won. Christ defeated Satan once and for all by his cross and his resurrection. The gates of heaven are opened. However, there is still a battle going here on earth that we are all participants in. And that is a battle for our souls. And we are still fighting this battle, brothers and sisters. That's why we on earth are the church militant. We have the church triumphant in heaven, the church suffering in purgatory, but we on earth are the church militant, because we are fighting that good fight of faith. And Christ acknowledges this in that rhetorical question at the end of the gospel, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The first half of that, of that question, it's Christ acknowledging that he will defeat Satan when the Son of Man comes. He's acknowledging that he's going to come and defeat Satan, not if, but when. That's assured. But the second half of that question, will he find faith on earth? That's our half of the equation. That's the question that is still being answered, because we are still fighting that battle on earth. So, how do we win this battle? It's the greatest battle we will ever face. I think our readings today give us three ways. So first of which is prayer. Hear all about prayer in the gospel today. And prayer is simply a realization of where our power comes from. It all comes from God. God is the giver of every grace and blessing. We don't really have much to do with that. It's, it's all God. And in our gospel, we hear that if we can wear down a dishonest, unjust judge who doesn't care about us at all, we can easily persuade the God who loves us more than we could ever know to give us any grace 
we might need. But it's incumbent on us to pray, to keep asking, to pray constantly, every day, to be persistent. You know, we oftentimes get kind of angry and annoyed when people persistently ask us for the same things. Not God. He loves it. He wants us to be persistent with Him, to keep asking. Because in prayer, we grow in our relationship with God. And it is only and always through prayer that we have the upper hand against sin. When we are having daily prayer and growing in our relationship with God, we will always have the upper hand against sin. So that's the first way, prayer. The second of which, spreading the gospel. You know, we have been given the greatest gift that we could ever have in our lives, our Catholic faith. So we need to spread it. We need to give it to others, to be an example to others. Our faith should inform everything that we do, both in private and in public. We're called to proclaim the gospel, whether it is convenient or inconvenient, in season or out of season. And this means being an example to our friends, our co-workers, and our family, so that they can see something of God in us. Now, this doesn't mean that we have to peer over our co-worker's cubicle and say, excuse me, can I talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ? No, that's just weird. That's just weird. No, it's the little things, the little things. Like saying grace together at a restaurant out loud. Or maybe going to Mass on vacation as a family. Remembering to go to Mass on vacation. Or maybe even having some religious art around the house. Like a statue of Mary outside or a picture of the Holy Family inside. So when people encounter you, they know you are a believer in Christ and a member of the church. It's these little things and being cheerful while doing it that are a great witness to others. That's why St. Teresa of Avila is famous for saying, God, save us from gloomy saints. We need good, courageous, joyful witnesses in the world because those little things will do more to spread the gospel than an awkward conversation ever could. So spreading the gospel, that's number two. Number three, works of charity. You know, we as Christians are called to put ourselves at the service of others. To follow after Christ, who came not to be served, but to serve. And we have a great example of that in the first reading. When Aaron and a couple of the other men realize that Moses is struggling to keep the Israelites together in battle, so they raise his arms up to not only help Moses, but to help their brothers. And that's an example for us that we are called to help our brothers and sisters in their struggles, wherever it may be to put ourselves at their service and help build up the body of Christ. Because we are all fighting this battle together. And we're each called to help one another in the process. Like that wonderful piece of theater, High School Musical would say, we're all in this together. So, it does boil down to those three things, really. Prayer, spreading the gospel, and works of charity. They are, in a sense, our training in holiness. And we've always really known these things. None of these things is particularly revolutionary or new. We've all heard these things before, but it's a great reminder to us that these basic elementary things can do more than we could ever know to help win our soul and the souls of our brothers and sisters for Christ. Because we are in battle, brothers and sisters, and we have to win. Because, again, our task is not easy. The enemy, 
Satan is well-trained too. He's well-equipped, and he will fight us savagely. But if we remain faithful to holiness, to the Christian faith, we will accept nothing less than full victory, and that's eternal salvation with Christ. So that with the help of Almighty God, Our Lady, and Saint Joseph, will succeed in this battle here on earth and enjoy the victory forever in heaven.